With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Talking the team hailing from the mighty Waikato, it's Chiefs Mana with Ian Jones and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, just gone 7.30 here on SENZ. This is Chiefs Mana and uh, well, he's not in Chiefs country at the moment, Uh uh, no doubt uh, the Karma Kitty and Jones is uh, multi-sporting somewhere uh, around Mount Hutt, uh, about to conquer that territory, mate, and make it Chiefs Mana, are you? Yeah, good afternoon. Good evening, Ricardo. Good evening, listeners. Yep, ticky touring around the country, Aoraki Mount Cook at the moment. Uh, awe-inspiring. All I've got to say, Ricardo, is just absolutely majestic. It's been a wonderful day. The lady has poked her head out, so it's a blue sky day down here after a cloudy start, but um, just um, walked um, the Hooker Trail this afternoon, which was good, and you are about more sport. I was meant to be on holiday down here with my wife, actually, but uh, it was so damn nice yesterday, the running shoes came on, and uh, just ran in the mountains and just kept running and running and running, it was um, unbelievable. Outstanding, mate. Outstanding. Actually, there's a, a bit of a family connection with uh, uh, Mount Cook for me. My uh, my dad's brother, uh, Gary Ball, was a mountain climber and uh, and, a, and a guide down there around that those parts for a long time. And he uh, put his own uh, route up on on to, to get to the peak. And uh, has a, I don't know if he's still got it, but he used to have the record for the most ascents of Mount Cook. He had 26. Well, he's a gnarly man and brave to get up there because. I mean, it looked all in its glory this afternoon. Oh, that came out cocked, but it, man, it looked steep from the angle <laughs> Ricardo was looking at it. So fair play to him. But funny enough, talking to the guides down here, and here's us Auckland boys and you know, the, the full kit on head to toe, ready to take on Mount Everest. And these boys are walking around in shorts and T-shirts, just gutsing it out. <laughs> and I think, mate, you're a different breed. You're an absolutely different breed, but fair play to you. Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. You talk about how steep it is. Well, one time they, uh, he and his climbing partner, his business partner, guided Simon Weirutini, the uh, old Olympic skier, uh, to yep. the top of Mount Cook as a climb, and then he skied down it. Go for your life, champ. Go for your life. Good on. Fair play. I mean, you, you look, as I said at the start, Ricardo, I'm just in awe of the mountains of power. Um, and absolutely look at them all day. I've been staying at the, the Hermitage, um, first-rate place. Um, you know, if everyone gets a chance, not everyone's lucky enough um, to get I absolutely feel privileged to be here um, and, and seeing the surrounds and, a must do if you can. Not everyone can, of course. And the second best place on the planet, of course, Ricardo's um, Hamilton Stadium or Waikato Stadium. Uh, watching our mighty Chiefs, not so good on the weekend, but still a pretty special place to to be. Yep. Watching footy, 
at one of the great rugby venues of New Zealand. Yeah, good place to watch footy, all right, mate. I mean, it was a tough game. It was always going to be against the best Australian side and the and the Brumbies. I know you were confident that the Chiefs would have enough, but they seemed to be just playing from behind the whole game. Couldn't quite get their noses in front. Yeah, always playing catch-up. And I was surprised, but in fair play, you got to take your hat off uh, to the Brumbies. They really did come with real structure. Real intensity, which um, surprised me that we couldn't match, and physicality, which we had no answer for. And I uh, know that all the preparations would have been done, but when the team, like the Brumbies, were coming with such heat, uh, not allowing you to play football, so all the credit goes to them. It was very hard uh, once you're out in the paddock to change things around, and the, Brum- and the Chiefs ne- never really did. Um, so it was disappointing, really disappointing uh, in the overview of the year, Ricardo, to lose your third home game that really does put all the plans that we had in place uh, laid down um, on hold so you've got to adapt those plans and you have to be flexible of course uh, with the nature of the competition but you know you look at the games that we have uh, coming up all winnable all achievable a couple away one at home you know so the home quarterfinal is still very much on the cards so potentially away semi-final at Eden Park is very much on the cards and that's not a really scary prospect for us and then who knows where the final will be. So there is still a path there, but disappointed, of course, to, to lose at home. But, hey, that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. The key moment for me, you know, love to get your thoughts on this too, Ricardo, because we talked a lot last week. And, and for me still, the winner of this competition is the, the team that's going to be the most inventive going forward. We're in this kind of this phase, I think, of this real defensive Football, you know, play territory, get down your half, don't make mistakes uh, in those red zones. And, and, and then you're bashing up against some really good defensive lines. And the key moment was when we were inventive at line-out time, did that beautiful uh, back peel, almost like a willy way with Peter Gus just steamed through untouched. Um, and I thought, hey, here we go. Here's a chance. We're not going to the line-out drive. We're doing something inventive. This is good from the Chiefs. Now, we had that same five-metre line-out drive, bottom left-hand corner, and we went back to the classic uh, line-out drive. At this stage, I think the score was something like 21-28 to the Brumbies. Um, I'm screaming at the TV, just do what you just did. You know, Peter Gus was untouchable. They're not expecting the big fella to come around the corner. We went for that line-out drive. We turned it over. They got down the other end. They scored three points. Two minutes later, they scored another try, made it 38-28, game over. Um, so I was really, you know, I was frustrated that that we didn't back ourselves to keep being inventive, keep doing something that the Woody away that they couldn't touch. Um, but hopefully that's a, a lesson learned um, from the coaching staff and the leaders out on the paddock, and, and they'll back themselves next time in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is probably... Maybe not the first time he's been missed, but it was certainly a game where Brody Retallick would have made a massive difference. Yeah, agree, absolutely agree. I mean, I, I, yeah, I do agree. I think we're also missing uh, Joshuani at ten, but mm. we can get to that point as well. But yeah, Brody Retallick just—I mean, it brings so much physicality to to the opposition, so they have to put a lot of heat, a lot of players to look after them. But boy, I was—I mean. We, we absolutely need to tip our cap to the Brumbies, their organisation. They knew what they were doing. The numbers that they were throwing at the breakdown were more than ours, so they were winning those breakdown collisions. Their physicality was fantastic, and their work rate 
um, of their loose forwards was really impressive. Um, I think they outworked our, our loose forwards, and hence, you know, they got the win and deserved the win. But yeah, Brodie Retallick is a big loss. Always been a big loss, but it's not taking anything away from the two young lads that we have, the, you know, um, have out in the paddock, and Josh Lord and Tubavai. They they're doing what they need to do. Um, but yeah, that was a big loss. I think the other thing we we should talk about too, Ricardo, in terms of that loss, and, and we'll need to park it because it's happened. Uh, we'll learn a lot of lessons from it, and as I say, our path forward is still pretty promising with the three games that we have. But we're not, I don't think at the moment, we're not building pressure. Uh, we're not going those multiple phases. When we do went those 14-odd phases and the young halfback, Ratama, scored that wonderful try after mm. about 14 phases, that was one of the best tries of the Chiefs this year, to be fair. But we're not doing that consistently, the ability to build phases. We're either kicking it away, and once more, I think they'll be pretty disappointed of the aimless kicking uh, that was going on, um, or making some poor passing under pressure. You know, Bryn Gatlin in that 10 position, trying to play a bit flatter, passing under pressure. So the passes are, are really short. I think if you go back and look at the tape, and I know when I was alive, I was just watching his passing technique, and he was under a lot of heat, so his passes were quite short. So the hand's pointing to the ground, the ball's going to the, to the deck, um, so therefore we're turning the ball over, not building those those phases. So that was another area, I think, when they look back, um, work on that pass under pressure, maybe make it a little bit softer, easier pass. But when this team, honestly, Ricardo, when this team can build phases, like any team, to be fair, but when this Chiefs team can build phases, they're good. And, and they'll score tries like we score the young nine um, after a quintu prior break scored. And um, and they're as good as anyone, uh, but they have to do that consistently. Yeah, it was a, it was a great break, and then the fast hands too from Luke Jacobson to get the ball away to Rathama was 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 impressive. It was a good try, mate. But uh, I mean, you know, on that that loose forward trio for the Chiefs, uh, Soakula, Kane, and Jacobson, it's about as good as any going around. But felt like they got a bit out muscled. I mean, the Brumbies, the the way they the, the three that they played, the loose three of Valentini, Jerome Brown, and Pete Samu, uh, it was almost like a Northern Hemisphere, a South African loose forward three. I mean, it, it was just you know. Um, six fridges with legs, really, wasn't it? I mean, three fridges with legs. There, there was not, not a lot of nuance going on. Yeah, what I liked about them, they were really busy both on and off the ball. And I think that's kind of a... Uh, we, we, I mean, he's been playing well, Peter Gus. There's no doubt about that. When he has the ball, and certainly when they have a dominant uh, right-hand scrum, so the tight head side up, he, he is game line. He is uh, front football. He does get you all of that. But really when we want from our loose forwards is working hard on and off the ball. Um, so he doesn't have the ball. We really want him to become an option, become a threat. Uh, defensively, we really want him to be kind of in and around the ball, turning it over, slowing it down. All those things that you talked about, the Brumbies loose forward trio doing in spades and buckets. Um, so I think that's a real work on for Peter Gus. Clearly he's got himself into a fitness level we haven't seen in other years, which is why he can go uh, the distance and looks good with ball in hand, but that would have to be a question mark for me uh, to going up to this, the higher honours, yeah. uh, which I think is a bit premature at the moment. Uh, working really hard off the ball, um, you know, but but he has been phenomenal getting over the game line, but that's not always been the case. And we've talked about this certainly after the loss at home 
uh, to the Blues. The Chiefs have to have an option when the opposition are stopping Peter Gus on game line and getting the momentum to have a plan B. Uh, and at this stage, we're, we're not seeing the plan B. Um, but that's another innovation. Uh, we get talking about that. You know, the coaching staff of the Chiefs need to be able to bring in that the other teams haven't seen so far leading into the playoffs that maybe they can start to bring into their repertoire um, and do that against the Rebels this weekend. Yeah, well, they've got a coach who played number eight a bit. He's probably got a few ideas up his sleeve, uh, Carmo, but we'll talk about that in a minute. This is Chiefs Mana here on SENZ. Ricardo Ball, Ian Jones with you. When we come back, we'll look at the Chiefs run and who they might have back in the squad for next week. Yeah, this is Chiefs Mana at 11 away from 8 o'clock. Carmo uh, is with us uh, from uh, the South Island. Uh, been running around Mount Cook today uh, and uh, and loving it by the sounds, mate. But we should talk about your Chiefs and the, the running that they do have. This is what they've got between now and the playoffs starting. So the Rebels away this week, the Force at home the following week, and then the Drew away in Lautoka on the last week. Um, looking at that, do you think the team will win out? Oh, 100%. Um, the way I looked at it, and we talked at the start, Ricardo, we, we've got to park what's what's happened already. We had a plan. The plan has changed. We now have a new plan, uh, looking to, to secure a home quarterfinal, finishing fourth. There's got to be a realistic target now. So the next two weeks for me, if I was in that same situation, I'll put the next two weeks as a mini bracket of games. Wouldn't worry about the Toka at this stage. And absolutely vital that we get 10 points out of the next two games. Um, so go with a real, you know, real attitude um, to Melbourne this coming weekend. Play football, be inventive, dominate the game, be really physical, and absolutely nothing um, will come between us bringing home five points. And absolutely the, the sole focus. And then a home win for the Western Force is, is another absolute must and then you get the situation where you start to control your own destiny in that last week Ricardo of the competition going up to Fiji which we've known the Chiefs have done in the past and got some great results up there they're going to be well received even even though there'll be plenty of Fijian supporters there the Chiefs will have their own support base up in Lantoka what a what an absolute peach of a week what that would be we can't look that far ahead and then of course after week three, the players comes, and, and then you and I can kind of talk about it. The team can't. Um, so mini bracket, two games against the Australians, control their own destiny, big game against the Fijians, home quarter final. Mate, the plan is still there, Ricardo. The opportunities are still there in front of us. And as I said, sets up potentially a peachy semi-final at Eden Park and then a final who knows where. So, you know, that's the way I'd kind of map out the season in my head. Um, but without looking too far ahead to week three, I'm, I'm just concentrating on these next two games against the Aussies. But absolutely still there for them. Uh, they're going to end up with a great record if they can pick up uh, the next three from three. Not going to be easy, never is, uh, but absolutely possible. Yeah, and of course they're going to, by the looks of things, uh, going to have Brad Weber back this weekend as well. How I, I know that uh, you know Xavier Rowe and Cortez Rapana, Zaratama, uh, I should say, have, have done really, really well in his absence. But how important is that going to be? Well, he's a threat. He's a running threat, isn't he? And and the more your halfback is a running threat, like Brad Weber is, the more opportunities it's going to allow for Gatlin to start, stand a little bit wider, and Quintu Pai to do what he does coming in at that angle. To 12, so no huge. I mean, the two young scrum halves 
as I've said all the way through, I haven't seen a lot of them during NPC last year, but I've been mightily impressed. But, boy, it's hard when you're young and learning your trade to perform back-to-back um, weekend to weekend. And I think, you know, fair to say, and the coaches may uh, say the same thing to them privately, they've had their moments um, which put themselves in the team under pressure the last couple of weekends. You know, they got the, the big round in Melbourne and then last weekend in Hamilton. It hasn't been the easiest for our scrum halves. So Brad Weber coming back in is going to be brilliant. He'll bring a lot of energy. Uh, but as I say, he'll just bring more threats, I think, around the, the base of the, the, the ruck, which will make the opposition defence really have to be on notice. Tell you, uh, we just had Jeff Wilson in the studio earlier because uh, we had Super South on before, and he said, you know, he obviously spends half his half his uh, working life at Sky, uh, Carmo, and he said that uh, he's hearing that there's going to be a New Zealand A team playing uh, a substantial amount of games this year. Uh, so if Ian Foster wants to select 36 for the Irish series, and there's probably what you're going to have to say, something maybe another 30 go on, go on that tour to, I think, potentially South Africa, he said. Uh, that's going to be a lot of these super rugby players getting a lot of footy this year and getting a lot of opportunity to claim potentially a, a crack at the All Black jersey with a World Cup, what, 14 months away? Oh, and building depth at that next level. You know, honestly, super rugby is, is, a, is a wonderful level, but... When you go to the next level representing the All Blacks on New Zealand A, and I hadn't heard that, Ricardo, but that's brilliant news. If it is, as soon as you put in that silver fern, it actually brings another element to your preparation, to the accountability of the game, uh, you know, a game offshore against international opposition. It's wonderful for building our debt because, you know, our depth has been sorely tested. Uh, in this year's competition, there's young men coming in uh, and good on them for starting their Super Rugby journey. But boy, they're a long way off uh, the international level. And the only way you kind of learn that is by, by playing multiple games um, at all levels, but playing offshore as well with the silver fern on your chest. That's brilliant news uh, if they are. Good on them. Yeah. No. Good luck to all the players. Um, uh, getting selected. Yeah, indeed. It'll be good. I can't wait to hear uh, which uh, players they are and, and, and when we get through the Super Rugby season, uh, what that looks like as well. And Kamo, just before we let you go, mate, um, it's not Chiefs related, but I do want to ask probably the game of the weekend, the Brumbies in Canberra against the Crusaders. Uh, we all know the, the difference Canberra makes. It's been well talked about. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I've changed my tune on this big time, I have to say, Ricardo, <laughs> after the last couple of weekends. And I've actually gone to Brumbies uh, on this one. I just think yeah, the Canberra factor um, is, is a big one. The, the historical rivalry between these two teams, as we all know, is immense. But I just was so impressed, mate, by the structure, uh, the intensity of what the Brumbies played. They really had a good handle on how to take on the New Zealand sides. And I'm saying that I thought I loved um, watching local derbies. But, man, I've missed the Australians in our competition. I've really enjoyed our teams playing against different teams, playing in different venues. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.